Let us pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we are asking again for your presence. We're asking you to speak to your people this morning uh, because we can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, Jesus took his disciple one last time that Thursday night after the upper room supper and he led them to the get Garden of Gethsemane. And right there, Jesus asked them for something very important. He said, watch and pray. Because why did Christ ask them to watch? And he asked them again, over and over again, couldn't you watch for at least an hour? Because again, in his great wisdom, the Lord Christ himself knew this is his last night. And that was the day of what? The power of darkness to take over. But his disciples did what? They were all asleep. A memory text this morning said, knowing what? Knowing the time. It is not any time. It is high time that we should awake from our sleep. For our salvation is what? Now, we have been hearing this thing forever. The Bible said that in Peter's now, knowing that at the last day, there will be what? Markers, coffers came out. And they will be what? Laughing and say, come on, man, you've been saying this thing for years. Till the fathers fell asleep and there is no such promise. Where is the Lord? Is he still coming? But yet Christ is calling us again. He said, the night is far spent. It is now the time that we should what? Put on the army of what? The army of light. Do you believe that Christ is coming soon? Now, again, don't say amen if you don't believe that. Now, let me say one more time. Do you believe that Christ is coming soon? Now, let me break it down for you in case you don't realize this. The Bible said Christ himself said that as it was in the day of Noah, so shall it be in the... Now, let's kind of go. If you were to take a travel in with me this morning and go to the time of Noah, what was the message of Noah's time? Get on board or else what? Destruction is coming. Now, if you don't believe this now, again, if you have to realize again, at the time of Noah, there was never what? There was never rain. To go out there and tell the people of this time that it's going to be raining, it will be like me telling you right now, go outside, money will fall from the sky. I mean, it would be like unbelievable. There's no way this is going to happen. And there were these people now, it was not like you and I. See, your lifespan, my lifespan is maybe 70, maybe if we're lucky, get to 90. But the Bible, these people live, what, hundreds of years. And they've been around for a long time. And they have seen these things. Their fathers told them there was never a time there was, what, rain. And if you don't realize this, at that time, the Garden of Eden was where? It was still on earth. Now, they reason out. Now, can God destroy this? Can God do this? Because there's no way. This will ever what? Taking place. Now, Noah had a choice. Either believe what the scientists said or believe what God said. And guess what he did? He believed what God said. How did Noah show his belief in what God said? By building what? An ark. Now, when, when Noah was building the ark, every time he, he slashed the hammer, he was telling them, the flood is coming. Get on board. It is the last time. The day of salvation is coming. Christ is coming. This is the time for you to get it right. And Noah, of course, preached for how long? Five days. Five years. A hundred and what? Now, 120 years in any time is a long time. And Noah preached this thing. And for all that time, there was never a sign that what he was saying was going to be true until that last moment. Because you have to realize now, when Noah built the ark, he built it large enough, big enough to fit who? 
everybody. And yet, Noah preaching, who got saved? See, at the time of Noah's preaching, there was also a man at that time that was, his name was Methuselah. What was his name again? Now, Methuselah is one of the, what, oldest guy that ever lived. He lived for 900 and what? Almost a thousand years. The Bible says that a day for the Lord is like what? A thousand years. The name of Methuselah actually means when he died, it will come. When he died, the flood will come. When he died, destruction will come. So when you can see, whenever you see this guy, because who was the father of Methuselah? Enoch. What happened to Enoch? He was raptured. He was taken off again because the Bible said that he was the friend of God. Are you guys friend of God this morning? So he was preaching again, and people could see Methuselah was around. But Methuselah died probably maybe a week or two before Noah got into the ark, and people were still waiting out. See, you have to realize now, Noah is not Dr. Doolittle. He couldn't speak to the animals, right? But God did, and God sent the animals where? In the ark, the way he wanted them to go. Can you imagine this? They were shocked, stunned, couldn't believe it because you have wild animals, animals that would destroy Noah and his family going there in order again. One, I mean, two by two going in there. And then they could see this thing. And God said, Noah, it is time. Get on board. And God did what? Now, you have to realize now, this is again all symbolic for our time. That door represents what? The door of what? Probation. Probation was what? Closed. God said, it is the end. There's no way I can save these people anymore. But now you could imagine Noah inside the ark. He said, well, now finally I'm in. Therefore, the rain starts coming tomorrow, maybe this evening. And guess what happened? There was no rain. Now, can you imagine now the temptation now, the urging maybe on, on Noah's family saying, okay, uh, we've been there for a couple of days now. And there's no rain. All right. It is not getting better inside. It's not smelling good. Let us get back outside. Now, you could imagine the people outside laughing at Noah. You see, we told you there was no such thing. And he waited for how long? But guess what? The Bible said that knowing the time. Did Noah know what the time was? Yes, because God said, it is time, Noah. Get inside. Because when you have a relationship with God and God said, that is the time, you got to do what? Trust God. Because faith, we have said many times, faith is the evidence of what? Things not seen. Why? Because we know who God is. And when God said it, that settles it for me. And Noah stayed. And guess what happened? Seven days passed. After seven days, on the eighth days, they saw a cloud coming. And guess what happened then? It was too late. When he died, the flood will come. And Noah and his family was what? Was saved. Now, we could say, okay, that's a great crisis. This is coming. We know it was coming. But how do, we, how do we know that this is time right now? Our time is the last time. Well, let me tell you right now. It is the last time. Why? Because we see wickedness now is on the front page. Wickedness seems to be what? Winning. And righteousness pretty much seems to be what? Losing. Now, we wonder now, when will God come and put an end to this thing? Now, we always, you know, as Seventh-day Adventists, watching for every move the papacy makes, right? Oh, the Pope is coming to town. <gasps> What's going to happen now? Now, let me give, let me give you something if you don't realize this. See, when was, when was the disciple causing trouble? Was it when they were, you know, in, the, in their boat fishing or when they were preaching the gospel? The Bible said, know that 
he that shall be what? Godly shall suffer what? See, you will never cause any trouble to anybody if you're living like the world. The world will never bother you if you like them. But wait now till you become like Christ and you become to hold now the banner of righteousness. You become to live a victorious life. Satan will see you now as what? As a threat. Now, can you imagine now when God told Satan, have you seen my servant Job? Now, if, if I were to ask you now, do you know Job? You would say, who's Job? Is it Job? Job what? I mean, because you have to be specific. Because so many Job in the world. But Satan knew exactly when God said, do you know Job? He knew what Job was, God was talking about. It was the Job that has been what? Victorious. The one that has been living what? Right. And because of that, Job was what? It was a problem. We had to get rid of Job. See, when Peter began to preach the gospel, when John began to preach the gospel, that's when the Sanhedrin said, you know what? These guys, what? Fill the whole Jerusalem with their doctrine. We gotta get rid of these guys. When Christ began to what? Preach all through Galilee and preaching the gospel and saving souls, he was a troublemaker. When Elijah told to Ahab, Ahab, you gotta stop worshiping idols. Guess what happened? Then he was what? A trouble what? And the Bible said that God is looking for people to trouble this time. People that will tell him what is the truth. Sister White said it, she said pretty well. She said now God is looking for men and women that are what? Will not be afraid to call sin by its rightful name. Men that will be what? Faithful to the truth as what? Now, are you such men? Are you such women? Because God is looking for people like this this morning. For knowing the time. Do you know what time is it? Now, don't look at the clock yet. <laughs> do, you, do you know what time is it? It is high time. Now, the Bible said again now, we are children of the light, not of the darkness, that the day of the Lord shall come upon us, what? Unaware. We should know. Why? Because we have been given what? The book of life. The book of what? The word of God. Now, my question to you, of course, is do you read the word of God? Do you know what it said? Now, because we all say that God is coming what? Soon. Now, let me, let's go reason this out. If God is coming soon, what must come sooner than this? The time of what? The time of trouble. So if you can imagine this now, if the time of trouble is coming sooner than God, how is it then now can we get ready for that time of trouble? Because the Bible said now, when that time of trouble is coming, the way I, uh, Jeremiah described this in Jeremiah 30, he said, go and ask if a man is in labor. Now, let, now, again, maybe men don't know what I'm talking about because you shouldn't know. <laughs> but women that has given birth should know what labor feels like. And they always say that men are very not good with what? With pain. Men cannot take pain that much because men's just a headache. They're dying, right? Oh, my God, I'm not going to make it. But the point is, though, God is saying it is so bad that it looks like what? A man was what? And it's called the time of what? Jacob's trouble. Now, if you, if you know the story of Jacob, what happened to Jacob? Jacob stole what? The birthright. And he fled. And when he fled, he was in captivity. He was, well, not captivity, but he stayed away for 20 what? Years. And God said, okay, it is time for you to go back home. And Jacob is going home. And he sent news away. He said, hey, I'm coming home, Esau. And what did Esau do? He still say, what? You coming what? Home to do what? To take my stuff? No. He now armed 400 what? Men and is coming what? Is coming to get, East, to get Jacob. 
Now, if you have to imagine that, God told Jacob to go home, right? And Jacob is doing what God said. But now what happened? Esau is coming, armed with 400 men. He's not coming now for a picnic. He's coming for destruction. And Jacob, of course, is worried because he has what? Only what? Women and children. They're not soldiers. They're not ready for this thing. And he began to, okay, let me separate you here. You go there. You go there. And Jacob stayed by himself. He stayed by what? And he began to agonize with God because Jacob realized what he did to Esau was wrong. He had stole the birthright. And he's saying, Lord, I know I've done wrong. I know I have sinned. But please forgive me and allow me now to get through this time because there's no way I can make this without you. And as Jacob is staying by himself, somebody did what? Touch Jacob. And it was on, like they said. And it was a fight to the death. I mean, Jacob did everything humanly possible to win the struggle. And he couldn't. And he realized that he wasn't fighting a man, but he was fighting who? And as the day break, now keep in mind that Esau is coming. But as the day what? I mean, it was almost over now. Jacob realized that I'm in struggle. I need some help. And he's holding on to dear life. And the angel said, let me go. Now, question, does God need permission to leave? He could just disappear. Now, there's a story in the Bible. As Christ was preaching in the, in, in, at his hometown, the, the crowd rushed him. Now, a crowd rushed one man, and they're taking him to what? Cast him down in, what? in the pit. And all of a sudden, guess what happened? He disappeared. Now, a crowd watching, he's just gone. Why? He just because angel just took him away. So the exact same way, if God wanted to leave, he could say, well, bye, Jacob, and he was gone. But God wanted Jacob to ask for something. Jacob said, I can't let you go because why? You are my only hope. You all that I have. If you are gone, that is it. Esau is coming. I need you, Lord. I need you right now. Do you need God right now in your life? Do you, if, you, if, you, if you only could understand that Esau is coming. Satan is coming. He's coming with his all army. And he's ready for what? For war. He wants to destroy you and your family. Unless you realize that it is time for high time again. That we what? We'll pray and agonize and ask for what? A special blessing. And the Bible said as Jacob is holding on to dear life. God touched what? The socket. And guess what happened? It's dislocated. I mean that was... You guys don't understand. Because you're holding this way, and God is touching you right on your tie and dislocated your tie. The first thing you have to do is to do what? Is just let go and hold your tie because you're in pain. But Jacob realized, if I let go, this is it for me. And he said, Lord, I cannot let you go. Now, this is not saying in arrogance, I got you now, you can't go nowhere. No, saying, Lord, I need you now. Please do something for me. Now, what is he asking God? He's asking God what? For forgiveness. He's asking God now to please take me in and save me as your child. I need you now. And guess what God said? What is your name? Now, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I'm asking for a miracle. You're seeing what my name is. Because what? La, his name was where the problem was. His name was what? What does Jacob mean? It's like somebody, somebody was still a supplanter. Somebody was still. So Jacob is asking for a miracle. And God said, I'm going to do what? Change your name. And as Jacob is talking with God, the Bible said that God sent an angel to talk to, to Esau. So Esau, Jacob is my son. You just look at it, don't touch Jacob. 
See, Jacob was saved. And what he said next, that was very amazing because the Bible said he fought with an angel. But yet when Jacob called the place, he called the place what? Meaning what? He said, I have seen God face to face and my soul has been what? So the angel of the Lord wasn't an angel at all. He was who? God himself in the form of Jesus coming to what? Jacob what? Rescue. Now, we have been saying this thing for a long time. Christ is coming. Yes, the Sabbath is a seven-day. Now, let me ask you a question. What would happen now? Now, let's think about this. What would happen if God were to come down and say, you are wrong? What are you going to do about it now? Are you going to bring the Bible? <laughs> I mean, yeah, if a Baptist say I'm wrong, I got the Bible. And the Jehovah Witness say I'm wrong. Okay, I got, let's, let's go to the Bible. But God comes down and says, hey, you are wrong. The Sunday is the Sabbath. What are you going to do now? See, you don't realize this because, see, before probation can close, Satan himself has to come down. Why? Because he has to come to galvanize his people for that last fight. See, the whole thing about this whole controversy now is Satan's attempt in saving himself. It's not about, you know, because he loves, you know, he wants to save himself. He don't want to go to hell. And the Bible says that when he comes, the son of perdition, he will come to reveal himself. And at that time, Christ will destroy him. Now, let's think about this now. Satan is coming. Why? Because he realized his time is short. And our message cannot be disproven by the Bible. Are oh, you guys agree with this? Yes or no? What we believe as seven-day Adventists, no one can tell us, based on the Bible, what we're saying is wrong. But if a power were to come, a power that dazzles people, a power that people have never seen before, and they were to come in town and say, hey, these people are wrong. This is the true Sabbath. What are we going to do now? Do you can see now how the Bible said this will be the time of Jacob's struggle? Because at that time, our only recourse, our only safety will be what? In fighting with who? With God. In asking God for salvation because this enemy that's coming, we have never seen before. Sister Y said, when Satan comes, the cry will go out. Jesus has come. Jesus has come. And now, if you read the Bible in, in Ezekiel 28, describing Satan, he said now, he was perfect. In what? In beauty. Now, nobody have ever seen beauty like this, Sister Wassey. No eyes have ever behold. So when you are to see, if you are to see Satan in his full glory, you will think that's who? Let me give you an example. John, the apostle John, who lived with Christ. You know, he was the beloved disciple, the Bible said. He saw Gabriel, the angel Gabriel, twice, and he bowed to worship Gabriel. This is how amazing the angel is. He saw Gabriel, he got so overwhelmed by what? The power of Gabriel, he felt like, man, that must be God. Let me worship. Gabriel said, no, it is, I'm a servant like you. So you could imagine that when Satan comes, he will come one more time. Why? Because he realized that's the last time, his last stand to try to what? Get everybody on board. But praise God, there will be what? A remnant. See, the remnant is not a lot of people. See, Noah had how many people with him? His family. All together, there were eight. Lot. How many people was with Lot? Well, it was four, then it became what? Three. It's a very small group. God is looking for what? Not a crowd, because 
great is the gate that leads to hell, but narrow and strict and small is the gate that leads to what? To salvation. God is looking for you, for me to stand up today and hold now the banner of Christ and tell the world it is high time because Christ is coming what? Is coming soon. So as you're looking at this prophecy again, you're looking at Jacob's trouble, it is high time for us to realize again, our sin in the land is rising. God wants people to raise up their voice like a trumpet to tell him of their sin. Don't be afraid. Why? Because God is calling us for such call. Because if you don't do this right now, the Bible said, the rock will do what? Will cry out. Now the rock, of course, is not literal rock, but God has people in the world right now, in this sin world, that can call out. To give this last message. See, there's a prophecy in the Bible. The prophecy, of course, is the ten virgin. You know this prophecy, I mean, the parable, I'm sorry. He said that uh, while the bridegroom, what? This seems to be a delay. Don't you? Let's, 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 talk, let's think about it. It seems to be what? A delay in Christ's coming. Why is Christ delaying, the Bible said? Well, Peter said, God is not what? Slack, according what? Men count slackness, but he doesn't want no one to what? But that come to, see, the delay that God is giving us, it's not a delay because God don't want to come. It's a delay because you're not ready for him to come. And God want to save you. God said, well, maybe if I give you more time, you could do what? Spend that time in the word of God. Spend that time in prayer to get yourself together. Because if I come, it is now too what? Late. Because the Bible said, when Christ comes, is coming with what? With his reward, meaning what? Judgment has been what? Pronounced. And that's what he said. Let him that is what? Be righteous still. Meaning what? You are sealed then. It is not when he comes, you, oh, I have a chance. No, it is too late. Now is the time. So that delay that you see, it's not because God don't want to come. God said, let me give you more time to get your act together. It is time. That we will put away now the work of darkness. It is time for us to awake because Christ is coming soon. It is time for us to get into the Bible and say, Lord, let me be like you. Because Christ said now, let my glory shine through you. You see, in the uh, sanctuary, God, there, were only, there was only one source of light. What was the source of light? It was the candlestick, right? There was no other light. It was the candlestick. And the fire that lit that candlestick came from whom? God himself. God lit the fire on the altar, and they took the fire on the altar to light what? The candlestick. But see, the wall of the sanctuary was what? Was pure gold. So when that light reflect on the gold, it was like the whole place was blazed in fire. Why? Because they reflect the glory of God. So the question now, do you want to reflect the glory of God? Because God said, you see, let this light, not make it tire. You can't make it shine. You have to only what? Let it shine. Because God want to shine through you. Why? Because the great controversy is about now, can God have a people that can stand to vindicate his name in this last day? Or you be such people for God? Because if you're not, then trust me now. The Bible says now, how shall you escape if you what? Neglect such a great salvation. Now, see, the text is very powerful text. It didn't say you, we rejected it. Because we're here at church this morning. We have a Bible. We pay what tie. We keep the Sabbath. So we, in some way, believe in these things. But the Bible says now, these people have neglected this thing. Now, let me tell you what neglect means. When you first, first buy a new car, 
You don't want nobody to come close to the car. I mean, you cover the car when it rains. I mean, anything that happened to the car, you notice it. A little scratch. Oh, my God, my car got scratched. What happened? I mean, you attach. It's your baby. <laughs> That's what you call it. That's my baby. You take care of the car. Nobody eats in the car, not even your wife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but with time, guess what happened? The new smell, the new scent goes away. Things start piling up. Trash, you know, whatever it is. I mean, the car belongs. It's pretty much you don't care anymore. Neglect comes and take over. That's what happened into a Christian life sometimes. When we first accepting Christ, we're on fire for Christ. We want to tell everybody about Jesus. And over time, people say, come on, she'll come down. <laughs> you know, she's she don't worry about her. Give her a couple of time. She, she'll, she'll cool off. And guess what happened? We do, over time, cool off. The Bible said, come and taste and see that the Lord is what? To know what God is good, you have to taste God. To taste God means you have to what? Not just looking at it, you have to what? Get involved, participate, knowing, eating the word of God. And that is the time now we got to ask ourselves, Lord, help me to be on fire for you. Because I need to be your voice in this last day. There are people dying right now not knowing Christ. There are people right now in your house who don't know Christ because you're not living up to what you should do. Because, see, they are looking at you. As the Christ they can see. So my question to you, of course, is it is high time that you should awake. Because our salvation is what? Now you could say, well, yeah, I've heard this many times. So what? My question, of course, is you know when your birthday is, yes? At least you should know when your birthday is. Do you know when you're going to die? No. So every moment could be your last moment. That's why it is now. If you hear his voice now, 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 not tomorrow, now. Because why? If you don't answer the call, then we will be, now listen to this now. If any Seventh-day Adventist is lost, they will be the most miserable people in hell. Why? We know better. We know better. Sister Wai said, we have been entrusted with one of the most powerful, awesome truths never entrusted to mankind. We have the beginning of the story, the middle of the story, and the end of the story. See, we know how it's going to end. But the question is, we have neglecting these things because we take it, ah, you know. God knows. Give you a story. Or question first. If you have never run in your life, See, you're, just, you're not a runner. You never run in your life. If I were to say to you right now, I will give you a million dollars to run a marathon for me. Can you do it? A million dollars. Just run a marathon for me, 26 something miles, and it's yours. See, mentally, you could say what? Yes. What? A million bucks? <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> I got this now. But physically, could you do it? See, the whole thing about see, this mind and body, right? See, if your mind could say, yeah, I really, I love God, but your body has not been churning up for that moment. You have not been working up on this. You have not been studying the word of God. When that time comes, you could say, I want it, but your body said, no, you cannot get this thing. So that's what we have to what? Train. Training means what? We have to get into the word of God, not just once a week. 
Now, you know what we do, right? We say uh, our memory text today is Roman 13. That's the only time we read the Bible. Now, if I say to you now, I have a diet guaranteed to last. I mean, you just want to lose weight. You just follow this diet. You guarantee to lose weight. Who wants to follow that diet? I mean, everybody's just me, right? <laughs> we got a diet for you guys. You're going to take that diet and you're going to lose weight. What is the diet? Well, you only have to eat a slice of bread a week and that's it. And I guarantee you, by the end of the month, you have lost the weight that you wanted to. Now, how many of you guys will take me on that diet? A slice of bread. Now, obviously, you know you cannot what? Live on a slice of bread, right? What does the bread represent in the Bible? It's the word of God. So if we're not studying the word of God, how do you think you will spiritually what? Survive in the last day by eating one slice. A week. And that one slice is just that text we just read this morning. And we just put it aside and that's it. We don't read the word of God anymore. Why? Because we don't have time for it. The devil is very clever. There's a story that I want to show you that's very important. Now, if I were to ask you, anyone knows of something called the Operation Bodyguard? Anybody knows of that? The Operation Bodyguard. Most of you guys don't know. But if I were to ask you, do you know of what happened in Normandy, everybody will say, yes, yes. Normandy, Hitler, World War II, yes. D-Day, you heard about that, right? But before D-Day was D-Day, he was called the Operation Bodyguard. Because see, the Allied forces knew if they were going to want this thing, they had to trick Hitler to believe something else. Because if Hitler believed that, if Hitler knew where they were going to invade, all he needed was 48 hours and he could have repulsed, repushed any attack from the Allied forces because they were so well defensed, so well guarded. So the highlight began to put out now misinformation. They are putting all kind of stuff out. They say the Allied is called bodyguard and General Patton will be the one leading the invasion. Hitler knew that Patton was one of the greatest general the U.S. Army ever had. So he was so focused on this thing that when D-Day happened, seven weeks after it happened, he still couldn't believe that was in Normandy. Why? Because his focus on was where? On Patton. He was focusing on the wrong place. The devil knows that. The Bible says he's coming because you know his time is what? Short. So what he has done is to misguide us again in thinking you have more things to worry about now. The mortgage got to get paid. The kids got to go to college. This thing has to be done. So you're so distracted then, you don't see that what? The invasion is coming. Christ is coming soon. Christ is coming soon for you. Who knows? Maybe tonight. Maybe who knows? My point to you right now is this. If you want to live and stand for that last day, God asking you right now to make a sacrifice. And that sacrifice is, is to let him change your name. Let him give you a new name. A name that is reflect of his character. A name that is telling the world that you have Christ as your Savior and your Lord. If you want to be like this, if you want to say, Lord, I want to know you more. Lord, help me trim my lamp because the time is coming. If you believe that it is high time, Please stand with me and let us pray.
Let us pray. Let's bow our head. Dear Heavenly Father, we have come so many days in the church. We come in and out. We leave sometime and we feel like, okay, we've done all part. We've paid our due. We don't think these things are important anymore, Lord. But it is important because you have said, Lord, you are coming soon. Father, may you revive your church this morning. May you touch our heart that we will know it is high time that we will get to the word of God to forsake everything and get deep into the word to prepare ourselves for your soon coming. Father, please give us your Holy Spirit this morning. Help us to live a holy life and to vindicate your name in this sinful world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.